to the Whatnots Review Show number 196. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how's it going? I'm doing fine, Kyle. How's your weekend? My weekend is going good. It's been pretty relaxing. Played some video games yesterday. Beat Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, which is which is good. And I already have another wow. game lined up, ready you to got go there. You so. got to the West. I did. They said I shouldn't. They said it was forbidden. I said no. And I went. That was it. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> Saw a cactus. West achieved. Exactly. Exactly. West achieved. Uh, Melissa, what have you been up to this weekend? I, I went to see the Batman last night, Ooh. the whole three hour epic that it is. Yeah. And I, I've been able to successfully train my body and train my habits to like completely dehydrate myself before I go yep. into a super long movie like that. Cause like, I don't want to leave to go to the bathroom and miss something. But like, I'm, I have such a dehydration headache today. I'm still like recouping fluids. Yeah, I know the feeling exactly. I went and saw it Thursday night and I did the same thing where I dehydrated myself to make sure that I wouldn't have to pee in the middle of something and I would miss some clue or some sick fight scene or something like that. And I made it. But yeah, I got home and I was like, water, I need water. Right. Please. So it, it was the more good. this happens, like there has to be like a, a serious I plan for this. I don't we, know why there's like there's stuff for athletes. Athletes need hydrated. Sure. There has to be. Yeah. Maybe that's just what we use it. I don't think it needs to be film goer specific. Maybe I just need a Gatorade. Gatorade. And that's Made the only the trick that I'm goer. missing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Indeed. Uh, well, yeah, it's kind of Batman weekend for us. Here at the Whatnots, because if you did not know, here on the review show, we have a brand new story to talk about each and every week. It could be a comic, could be a movie, could be a manga, all sorts of stuff. We read it, we watch it, we come back here and talk about it. Uh, and today, here on the review show, we are talking about Batman Court of Owls, uh, the comic book graphic novel by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Uh, and there were some backup stories in there with the help of uh, James yeah. Kinnian the Fourth. Uh, we've read mm-hmm. some of his stuff on the show as well. Uh, but after we record this later tonight, we're also recording our spoiler cast for the Batman, uh, the the brand new movie that we just saw and managed to dehydrate ourselves in so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there you go good stuff i'm looking forward to that but that means by time this goes public and live it should already be up and out there so you guys can go check it out uh on our reactor core feed you guys can look up our podcast or on our youtube uh or on our website it's all up there so batman weekend i'm excited Mm -hmm. i'm excited uh, yeah, so Batman Court of Owls. This mm. is covering the first two volumes of Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's run on Batman that started in the New 52. Technically, Scott Snyder was on Detective Comics before this uh, and all of the, that stuff. And then the events of Flashpoint ha- happened, which we also covered here on the show not too long we, ago. Yes, so you guys we did go- that. 
go check that out. And then after the events of Flashpoint, these are the first two volumes of the Batman uh, that take place. Yeah. Um, So DC Comics, just to give a little bit more context, is in an interesting position, or they should have been. Because with the events of Flashpoint in the comics, uh, DC was planning on restarting their entire universe, just relaunching it, meaning you didn't necessarily need to know anything about these characters or their histories, or you didn't need to read 1000 issues of Superman to understand what's happening. Everything was starting from square one. Or at least that's what they said. Uh, mm-hmm. didn't always work out like that. I think the main titles that didn't really do that was Batman uh, and Green Lantern, I know, was in there. Uh, that it, it was just a continuation of all of the stuff that happened before. And so it was really confusing uh, because in the Justice League, they were saying like, oh, Batman, like the, the, the like the characters didn't even know if he actually existed. Like he was still just a myth. Right. Um, <laughs> S- Superman hadn't met Green Lantern yet. All, all that stuff. And yet you see in the Batman comics, we already have Dick Grayson as Nightwing. We already have J- Jason Todd as Red Hood. We also have Tim Drake as Red Robin and Damian Wayne as the 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 new Robin. So there there there, there is this long history that couldn't have happened without yeah. some of these characters already knowing each other somehow in in there, and yet they say they don't know him, and oh, it's just. I don't understand what DC was up to back then. It seems like it was a mess. But regardless, Mm. the Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo run on Batman was amazing. It was great. I I bought this as it came out and I loved it Uh, for the most part. There were some things in there that I was like, okay, this one's not as good. (laughs) But uh, um, I I had a blast. So I really love this Batman story. Um, I, I, think it's fantastic it's one of the most well-known batman stories of recent history one of the most highly acclaimed uh ones and i think melissa that's where you come in because i'm 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 the (laughs) big comic book nerd that knows all of that context uh you you've read you've you've read a good number of comics here on this the 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 show Mm -hmm. but Outside of that, you don't read as much. So what what was your uh, kind of position on this? Where were you coming into Batman Court of Owls here? Back in like 2012, 2013, I was trying to get into comics because I learned I really do like superhero stories. Uh, Basically, I went to the theater and I saw The Avengers and that locked it in for me. That, among other things. Like, it took me until that age where I'm like, this is a genre that really works on me. I want to get deeper into it. And I wanted to go to all these different characters and just read a pivotal or, like, good introductory title for each of them. And so I would go to different friends, go to different comic stores, and I'm like, if I read one Thor, what should it be? If I read one Uh Superman, what should it be? And for Batman, there are a lot of different entry points to Batman. I did end up reading, like, 
year one and Killing Joke and Dark Knight Returns and a couple other things. But people kept talking about Court of Owls, especially when I asked for what's a good superhero story with a really strong sense of place where like the city as cliche as it might be the city really is a character i'm like how do i know gotham sure. city better and everyone's like court of owls definitely and i just never got around to reading it until you you suggested it last week and it's perfect timing yeah yeah sure is sure is perfect timing indeed so now that you've read it what did you think it is really fun. I, it's Good. a very cool concept. It's very twisty. It's an excellent mystery story, mm-hmm. an excellent horror story in some regards. Yeah. And a, a nice portrait of Batman and his relationship with uh, some of the immediate characters around him, like Alfred, like the different Robins, Nightwings, et cetera, et cetera. And with his family's past, you know, his relationship with being Bruce Wayne, the last Wayne. Oh, he's got that kid now. Him and Damien. You know, for this story being about the Wayne family history, Damien Wayne is not in it very much. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. The story about him and the city and like how well he knows Gotham and how shaken he is when he finds out there are people who know more about Gotham than he does. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because that, that's that's something that I think a lot a lot of people always think when they think about Batman is that, oh, he lives in Gotham City and that's his city. Right? Yeah. Like G- G- Gotham belongs to Batman. You, you step foot in there and he know he know he knows it. Right. And he he runs the, the whole p- place. And uh, yeah, it, like he's it, it's just it's it's interesting to see that concept turned on its head. It's like, oh, you you thought this was yeah, 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 but it's not. There's something about this city that you mm-hmm. didn't know existed. Um, and so, yeah, it, like I, I, I loved that concept from the get go. Uh, but then, yeah, what they what they did and how this wove itself into like the broader strokes of the Batman origin story uh, and 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 stuff like that. What you already know, it's like, well, it actually was like this or it was actually like this. But this happened here and you didn't know that. And yeah, you know, like it's it just it's a neat concept. So let's do a quick mm-hmm. uh, plot synopsis for people who uh, might still not have checked it out and want to know a little bit more uh yeah so this starts out a few years into batman's history like i said at the start we already see dick grayson the original robin as nightwing often his own and that stuff we see a number of characters who have been around in batman's history so we know it's not like right at the start but we know it's not too far far in his history um, but yeah, he is trying to uh, do this like development pr- project within Gotham to kind of gentrify p- p- parts of the city and clean it up and uh, do all of that stuff. And uh, in 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 the midst, we see, uh, you, you know, some of the big Gotham players uh, out there to support or to hear more about this p- plan. Uh, and in the midst of it. 
there's a murder that Batman has to go investigate. Uh, and it, it, it seems that signs are, are, are kind of pointing to this this kind of nursery rhyme uh, that G -G Gotham has known for a while. This idea that there is a like this ruling cult, this court of owls that rule from the shadows and uh People have kind of just, yeah, written it off as a nursery rhyme, this legend, this myth. Um, and Batman is, is like, oh, yeah, they don't exist. And we find out, oh, he's investigated that when he was younger, when he was a kid and he was mad about his parents' death. Um, but as it happens, the court of owls is real. Um, and Batman gets kidnapped. He gets introduced to them. All sorts of, of of stuff here. And he, uh, yeah, like like we said, is thinking Gotham City is his city, that he knows it inside and, 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 and out, but soon comes to realize that he's not the one running the show, uh, that there are people out there who know more or know certain things about the city that he does not. Uh, and so it's like he has the rug pulled out from underneath him there. Uh, and it seems like the Court of Owls might have ties back to not only his fa family, but the Graysons to Alfred and his parents mm -hmm. uh, and stuff like that. So it is a, a, a mystery. And like you said, a horror story that kind of weaves itself in and out of Gotham's history um, here. It's 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 a fascinating book. You have anything else to add to the the plot synopsis there no i i think we've covered it it's that with a sort of horror mystery yeah. skin on it the and a couple little little side stories we get mixed in there we spend time with mr freeze which yeah. i wasn't expecting yep yep indeed um yeah, so I the, the one thing that I want to add in this, I've mentioned it on the show a number of times, mm. um, and I'm glad they did it in the digital version, too, that I read on yeah. DC Comics, but then it's also kind of annoying on the digital one. So what 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 really hooked me about this book is that mm. I, I believe it was issue five. Um, there is a sequence, I won't spoil it yet, but there is a sequence in there uh, where Batman is lost and confused. And as as he gets more and more visibly lost in the artwork of this book, the book turns. You have to physically turn the comic sideways uh, and then you read it kind of like a, a calendar if that makes sense yeah. right? like it's, yeah. it's these longer taller pages rather than the like horizontal book format uh but then eventually you turn the book again and it's upside down and it dawned on me like as you're reading that like this is exactly how batman is feeling because when i i first saw that on the like in the comic book itself i was like huh okay they have this interesting sideways page okay a couple more sideways pages that's strange that they're doing these back to back 
Oh, now the book is upside down. What is, is something <laughs> wrong with my issue of, of Batman? Like, did they print this upside? Is this a mistake? And then I was like, no, it's not. This he, is cool. He's lost and confused. And now I am lost and confused. Like, I get it. This is fascinating. Um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, like they, they do this neat trick with the book. And um, yeah, they d- do it on the d- digital a copy of the book too which if you have like a phone or a tablet Mm -hmm. uh you you know you have to like turn your device yeah like like turn auto rotate off and like spin your tablet (laughs) around like uh, like, (laughs) trying to read this thing upside down uh because i i did not want to turn off my auto rotate but yeah, it's it's fantastic. I love this book. I highly recommend it. Go check it out. Um, I I will say if you did recently go see the Batman, just a couple volumes down the road past the Court of Owls, uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo uh, did a storyline called Batman Zero Year. Uh, which is one of mm. the main inspirations for this new The Batman movie. Um, so if if you liked this and want to continue on, you guys can get some some more uh, background for, for that. So there you go. Um, cool. I think that is about it for our like non-spoilery mm-hmm. section. Um so, yeah, I think we will take a quick break for housekeeping. And then when we come back, uh, we will get into spoilers and start breaking the uh, the the book down and diving in. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to thewhatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters, especially those at the $5 tier. So thank you to Sam. We love you a lot. We appreciate you. Thank you for supporting us. It means a ton. Uh, Yeah. Cool things that we have been up to here at the whatnot. Like I said, it's kind of Batman weekend. Uh, We mentioned that we're doing our spoiler cast for the Batman a little bit later today. It'll be out by time this is live and up on all of our feeds. So you guys can go check that out. Also on the captain's log, Melissa, you were like, hey, Kyle, challenge me. I I have a brain Mm. and it needs a challenge. 
give me Riddler riddles. And so that's what we did. I challenged Melissa with some riddles that the Riddler himself uh, has used over the years. I looked to Batman comics and Batman TV shows, live action and animated. And I came up with six riddles um, that the Joker had or not the Joker that the Riddler uh, had. used. And Melissa, how would you say you did? Mm-hmm. You, you did without spo- spoiling it. How, how would you say oh. you did? Not as well as I'd hoped, but not disastrously. I, I, I feel like you did decently. I, 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 I feel like you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did good, 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 good. Um, but yeah, there's some uh, riddles in there that were more difficult, some less so. Uh, and the results may surprise you. So <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool things over, housekeeping done. Let's get into spoilers. Here we are, spoilers. I can't believe that Dumbledore shows up in in this. Wow, wild. Who who'd have thought? Do you have to do this joke like once every once a year? Months obligated. Let's let's talk about the main spoiler, the main implication of the story, which is that Batman may or may not have a long lost brother. That was a part of the story I really liked and particularly how ambiguous that ending is where it really cannot be proven or disproven either way. Yeah, let me see. Um, Let me see what they ended up doing with. With. Talon here. Talon, DC Comics. Um, so I, I guess there's multiple versions of Talon. Mm. It is Let's a code see. name. Mini may be the Talon. No, that, oh, that's not the right page. I don't want that. Mini may be the Talon. Um... Let me see this one. Earth Prime? Is that the right Earth? Uh, he claims to have killed several of the Wayne family, impossible, responsible for the murder of Alan Wayne. Uh, that looks like the original one. Mm. So, yeah, I, I like it. There is the like Th- Thomas Wayne Jr. version mm. of Talon. I don't know if they really went anywhere with that. Um, I Because it, it really hasn't come back up if Batman mm-hmm. has a brother or not. Uh, but then there's also like I'm seeing. Let me let me look at this one. Yeah. So there's William Cobb, uh, who was also an assassin for. The Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I feel like if Batman had a brother, point. you would just, know it, about this without needing to Google it. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, would have been news. That's, that's kind of what I'm g- getting at. That like they they go down this road of like, well, maybe he has a brother long lost, but maybe not. But it's unclear. Mm. And they're, they they kind of just brush it off without investigating if they want to go back to it. 
Mm. Um, the character of Talon has showed up uh, every so often uh, out there. Now that the Court of Owls like is a thing and is so liked, it's stuck around. Um, so you you do see him every so often, but I don't think they've gone the like Batman has a brother route. So I I I think they kind of just scrapped that bit of it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that is like you said, kind of one of the big spoilers of this book. That uh, hey, that Batman may have had a long lost brother. Just kind of yeah, wild. with the story being that his his mom was pregnant when he was real little. He was like three years old. And they get into mm-hmm. a car accident, and the brother is is born, and then and then dies. 12 hours later so batman says yes for one night in gotham i i did have a brother and this is what talon says like no your parents i lived and they took me to the willowwood home for lost children or whatever and they because they Mm -hmm. never knew if i would wake up from a coma or not and they didn't want you to live with that pain so they put me there and your mom came to visit me all the time. And then the hospital lost funding and it became decrepit. And I grew up <laughs> with a vengeance. Uh, yeah. And then Bruce says, my parents never would have kept that a secret from me. Like if I had a brother who lived, even if he was living in a, a comatose state where he was very small and very weak and may have died, uh, they would have shared that with me. My parents would not keep that secret from me. And Mm -hmm. that's the, and Talon got away. He's like, without DNA evidence, I'm never really going to know for sure. You know, his story, he is, Talon is a full story he puts together and it's only Batman in his heart and what he believes his parents would or would not do that would disprove this story. What's, what's interesting to me about this, or not not necessarily interesting but i think what shines through a lot in this story uh is batman's belief uh not only in gotham but the goodness of his parents Mm -hmm. um he right like we see in his speech as he's kind of um at 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 the start being like hey a better gotham is just a dream away you can dream about Mm -hmm. a better tomorrow and we can make it um like he has he has this belief in this city, even though to outsiders, Gotham is like one of the worst places to go. Like you don't want to go there. Mm. Like why would anyone move to Gotham? It's filled with nut jobs and the Batman and uh, stuff like that. And yeah, he, he he just has this 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 faith. He's like no. People here are good. They want a better life. Like we, they want to do something with their lives. And if we just come together, we can make that happen. And the same thing with his parents. Like he, he just has this unyielding faith that no, they were good people. They tried to make this city a better place, and that is where I get my conviction. From like they they wanted to help this city and so now I want to help this city. Mm. It like it's it's almost like I, I what's what's the word I'm looking for here? It's it's almost naive that he he has yeah. such an unyielding faith in that 
because he I mean, he, he knew his parents to an extent. Right. Mm. But there is like there is a part of growing up with parents that at, at a certain point you kind of come to understand that they're not perfect right they they aren't these mm. people that can do no wrong and do all of that stuff and batman really hasn't had that uh which mm-hmm. makes for this like kind of naive childish belief that his parents were saints and maybe they were like that like mm. you know but it's just he doesn't even consider the possibility that like maybe they did lie to me maybe they were ashamed of having Mm -hmm. this child that you know might cause them public shame or something like that um you know she's just like no my parents weren't insecure they they didn't do anything (laughs) like that they they they're they're rich what do they they have no problems they're rich right like (laughs) right and like he even one of his defenses against uh talon against lincoln march's stories that he says uh one of these pieces of evidence is that there's a a photo of martha with this little heart-shaped pen that was a pen given to the mother of every child sent to the special hospital and bruce is like no she did so much charity work. They probably gave that to her as an honorary mother of all the right, children in right, the hospital. Yeah. That's what like, she has. Okay, it. Bruce. Like, a de- like you're a detective here. Like, you're not a like. A, let's just not look at this thing, guy. Here, you should you should maybe investigate that. Uh, but he decides not to because because he has this faith and belief in uh, de- the goodness of his parents, the goodness of God's mm. city. Uh, and what it can mm. can can be and represent. Um, yeah. So it's it's yeah it's just it, it's something that I think really really stood out uh, in in this book. It's just how much he believes in them. Yeah, and we get this uh, excitement of a secret, but it's not that damaging of a secret like we're not finding out that thomas and martha committed some serious crime they just might have had a a a sickly child who they told bruce died because they didn't want him to have the pain of worrying if his brother would die right yeah like there's even at their most secretive at their most questionable there is still a nobility to thomas and martha Mm mm-hmm yeah, I mean, they, they have their like if if that is what actually happened, like they have their reasons for doing so right or wrong, right? To protect Bruce might be a better, more noble reason, arguably. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the the like public shame aspect of that is just like, wow, you guys are assholes. Like, uh like why like that shouldn't really matter that you have a kid that has special needs there that's strange that you would would like be ashamed of that but oh well i don't know it's a a sickly little baby who's like in a comatose state and may never wake up that's very sad and they might have thought why does the public need to know something that's this sad that they couldn't do anything about? And they just look at us and feel sad for us every time we we went to see Mask of Sorrow or we went to a charity gala or something like right. that. Like, this is our our private grief that, that we would gotcha, like to keep gotcha. within the family. 
and maybe just within the adults of the family. Like Bruce is too little to handle this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I, I want to circle back around to uh, the the first volume of this story mm. where uh, Batman is kind of getting reintroduced to the Court of Owls, who he thinks is this myth. Um, he ends up learning that, yes, they are the kind of rich elite within Gotham that have been kind of running this cult. Um, and and he gets kidnapped by the Tahalan and put inside this maze, uh, which is like my favorite sequence of the, the whole the whole story. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love it. This is great. Uh, this was the scene that sold me. This was the scene where you had to like turn the comic and now it's yes. upside down and I'm lost and confused and holy shit, Batman's lost and confused too. I know what he's feeling like. That was brilliant. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I hadn't experienced anything like that before some kind of book where you have to like physically turn it or, or stuff like that. Uh, in a way that helps you like emotionally relate to the character or empathize with them, right? Or like it, it had some kind of narrative purpose other than look at the neat art that we made that just happened to work better in a portrait orientation rather than landscape. I've now since experienced that in House of Laves. We read the, yeah. the book here on the, the on this show. They do something very similar. Um, but yeah, this was the thing that hooked me. What what, mm-hmm. what what was your thought process as you were reading this and kind of dis- discovered that same thing? It's such a cool set piece. I you had told me about this when we read mm-hmm. House of Leaves. You mentioned this uh, maze portion of the story, which nobody had told me about when they were like, "Oh, you got to read Court of the Owls." They were never like, "There's a maze in it." <laughs> uh, it's and it is such an extravagant, custom built maze. It's not like Batman's just like in the sewers or in an abandoned warehouse or in a derelict building or something. He's in this massive underground custom built space where everything's made out of like white marble. Yeah. It's so, so preposterous. And, and this is a more, I don't know if I'd say grounded, but there's nothing in the story that really relies on a lot of big sci-fi, uh, concepts you know we don't have any of the wackier villains in here it's a story about the corruption and secrets and things like that and then you get to this maze and it is so over the top it's like a little exaggerated (laughs) it's not what i was Uh expecting uh for him to be like he goes into this giant room that has like a three foot tall marble statue of an owl (laughs) so it is an odd mix of the 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 wackier aspects of the Batman lore and also the darker, scarier aspects of the Batman lore. And then yeah. you've got all the rich people like yelling at him from like a, a catwalk, like watching him, taunting him as he solves the maze. And they've all got these super eerie owl masks on. That design uh-huh. is wonderful. 
Then also right. all of them are clearly dressed like a cartoon rich person. Like they're wearing <laughs> evening gowns and jewelry. I That almost broke it for me a little bit. I think I <laughs> wish that would have been like reined in slightly. Like I would have been more scared of the Court of Owls if they weren't dressed like, you know, a cartoon. <laughs> see, I, I, you, you mentioned the word cartoonish i i see that i mean yes it is an exaggeration right but i I think that helps to drive the point home as the art does kind of get more exaggerated too and you can visibly see batman just looking weaker and visibly that i loved though i did love how like like just the shape and form of Batman just becomes like more looser over and, and more yeah. like monstrous. Yeah, de- yeah, decrepit. Yeah, it like it's it it really kind of dips into the like distorted horror body horror, not really mm. body horror, but still just like the disorientation of all of that. Yeah, and I I love that because Scott Snyder is known for his more horror comics. Uh, mm. I, I know here on the show we've we read American Vampire, yes. the first couple volumes of that. Um, but when he was on Detective Comics just before this, he did a story called uh, The Black Mirror, which is like mm. a serial killer story set within Gotham and stuff like that. And that is also very much this like dark, scary horror story. Um, he gets into later on in his run some, yeah, just very creepy things here. And in, in, in this, he's very much a horror writer. Um, and if, if, if you guys have heard of the, the comic book witches, or if, if, if you've not go check, check it out. It's witches with a why. It's probably one of the scariest comics that I have read. That, like, I've I've read that first vo- vo- volume, but oh my god, that was scary. That was horrifying. Um, but yeah, Ooh. so he 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 knows how to do that stuff, and so I, I I think it hit for me because it is this stark contrast to what you know batman to be sure there are some scarier stuff that is, that is in there but just with greg capullo's artwork on on this and the style just like it just i i felt like it was the perfect match i was like this is awesome like i want to see more <laughs> scary stuff like this this is great and it, it was the exaggerated nature that was like Okay, like it sure might be a little cartoony. I get that these are rich people thanks to their uh, their attire and all of that stuff. And they're like, maybe we should mock him some more. Beat him up some more, Talon, please. Um, Like I I got that. But like that just mixed with how decrepit he, he, he looked was just like, oh, there's this stark contrast in between mm. that. Uh, and it, it, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just it, it, it worked. I loved it. So good stuff. It is, it is a very compelling scene. And I do like that there is it's a he's not just lost. He's been lost in there for several days, like a week or two, even like he has no sense of time. Yeah. 
he's starving. It's it's a survival story for him. There is like a fountain of water that he can drink, but he thinks the water is drugged, so he like barely lets himself have any. And you had told me about the room where he goes in and then and like everything's dark. He'll go into certain rooms that are lit or he'll go into one and like a camera will snap a photo of him and you see him getting like wilder and and weaker and sicker as the time goes on. But you didn't tell me that that is in a room filled with all these other photos of other victims of the maze throughout history, including his like great, great grandfather. Right. Yeah. I like that a lot that this is uh, he isn't the first person who this has happened to. Like Batman, he's got a number of villains. People are always doing bad things to him, but there isn't much of a sense of a history of villainy in Gotham. We don't know a lot about, at least in, in my pedestrian understanding of Batman, I don't hear many stories of historic villains that existed in Gotham before Batman got there. Sure, sure. So that's yeah. a, a nice angle on the story for him to learn. Like People have been setting traps and putting each other in these terrible games for centuries for as long as gotham has existed this isn't new this wasn't born when i became the batman and the joker became the joker this has always been embedded in the city yeah yeah absolutely uh i guess just going off that then what did you think of these kind of like backup and side stories that we do get to see, you know, Alfred's father, or we do get to see the Waynes before they died. And you do get to see a little bit more of the history uh, there in Gotham. How, how, how did you like that? Or I, I think the the annual uh, story that focused all on Mr. Fariz. Uh, <laughs> that I've. I don't think I've ever read anything with Mr. Freeze. I think I vaguely remember him from Batman, the animated series, and I've seen Uh Batman forever. And so when it starts with Mr. Freeze's childhood in Nebraska, I'm like, oh, right. I don't think Mr. Freeze has always been Austrian. Like, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger is just (laughs) Austrian. I don't think that is a key part of Mr. Freeze's story. His, his mom does mention something about, like, this is a tradition from the old country, and I don't know what country that is. Maybe he does have an important European heritage. I don't know, but it yeah. taught me, wow, I really don't know anything about actual canonical mysteries. <laughs> and I, 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 didn't, I do know the story of his wife was sick. He put his wife on ice mm-hmm. so that she would stay preserved until he was able to cure whatever ailed her. You know, he was able to save her life, rejuvenate her and save her life. And I did like that twist that Batman's like, you're delusional. This is a woman that was put under in like 1920. She's old enough to be your grandmother. Like, she's not you're she's not in love with you. You've never spoken. That's a new angle on this story I haven't encountered before. Same here. That that that's a fascinating one. Because yeah, I think one of the most famous Mister Furry's stories is the Heart of Ice story from the from the animated series. And yeah, I I think that one is the like it's his wife and it's it's a really tragic story. Uh, but th- this is a twist on that that is kind of neat. That that's just like, mm. oh, 
that kind of makes sense for Gotham and the villains that's within it, that he is actually delusional, that he's so uh, just wrapped up and involved with his Mm -hmm. work that it's affected him so much, which is kind of the same thing with Scarecrow and kind of the same thing with you know you can name who whoever right but it, it's just like yeah that makes sense that he's fallen in love with his work here he has become mm-hmm. his work um in yeah in that regard so i i liked that a lot um and i did really like that alfred story i think i knew in a general sense that he's not the first pennyworth to have served this family Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's been serving them the way the Butler family served Artemis Fowl's family. I think I knew that's what it was. <laughs> but to have to have the story where we've got his father, Jarvis Pennyworth, I think, who was serving the Waynes um, up until, you know, Bruce was like a little kid. And I, it's not clear how old Alfred is, but Alfred is somewhere else doing other things and his dad had been encouraging him to take up the family work of being a butler specifically to the wayne family and it's all told through this letter that he's writing his son like forget it i was wrong you've no i had no idea how dangerous this job is how dark and secretive the wayne family is the entire city of gotham like Mm -hmm. don't come here it will kill you the way it's going to kill me and the letter burns up as as he burns up, as the Cordalis comes and sets fire to the place, and Alfred has never known you know his his father's last words, his father's thoughts about him. Yeah, uh, and that story is capped with the scene at the end where we've plenty of scenes where Batman goes to his parents' graves, but you know here's Alfred going to his father's grave. Like, you know, I never visited my dad when he worked here. I really had no idea of what he he did until he died, and I had to come take up this role and take up caring for the Wayne family. I don't know what my father thought of me. I, I, right. Right. Yeah, it's, it's very sad. It is. It, it, it is. But yeah, it it does also have this horror kind of background. Yeah. Or this like looming threat. Right. Uh, that hey, Gotham is full of secrets. Those secrets have been around for a long, long time and they are dangerous. They are harmful. Uh, they will kill you. Um, and, but they didn't have Batman back then is, is the thing. So mm-hmm. that, that Batman seems to be at least stopping Alfred from getting murdered. Well, at least for yeah. a while. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like it, it's, it, I, I, I liked the backup story. It did feel very James Tinian, um, than the, the way he writes and the way he gets it, like his stories out. Um, and I, I, I what have love we read? Work. Something. What have we read from children. James Tinian before? Oh, right. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I really enjoyed that. That makes yeah. sense now. Uh, and then a long time ago on the Whatnots podcast, our old defunct version of this show here, uh, we covered The Woods by James Tinian, mm. um, which is kind of a like I, I think the basic story of that was like a high school and like the surrounding area basically excuse me uh gets transported to like this mysterious planet uh and and, like everyone that was in the high school at the time is there so it's like one part 
Lord of the Flies, one part lost in space kind of thing there. And yeah, that that was good uh, too. James Tenyon is doing some fantastic work. He has a more recent run on Batman uh, that was very, very good. Um, I'm also currently reading a story from him called Department of Truth, which is ridiculous mm. and is great and is super scary. Um, but but yeah, I, I, I love the way he writes because it is this more the kind of emotionally driven character stories. Yeah, um, that 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 seem to 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 work really, really well. Yeah. Um, Another thing I really liked about that Alfred storyline is seeing uh, this other version of the Waynes. We spent it's a nice portrait of Martha, a Martha we've never really known where she is. We've always known the Waynes to be very charitable people. They want to make mm -hmm. Gotham a better place, but yeah. she's angry about it in a way. I don't think I've ever seen Batman's parents be portrayed, especially not her where she is she's got a young child to take care of she's pregnant with another child and she's still going so hard on getting the mayor to reform things like hounding his office you know, like even though she's tenacious. starting to become un yeah yeah it's starting to be dangerous she's getting that involved in doing something that the rest of the city doesn't want her to do and she doesn't back off at all she's like Right. No, drive Alfred, drive me over there to the Maris house. I'm going to go yell at him about fixing the city. Absolutely. Getting yelled at by a pregnant woman is never a good thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I like I, I, I like that you do get to see the Waynes more in this story. That's mm. something that every so often a story will try to touch on. But they usually don't go too deep. I I, I, I think for some like unspoken rule or something that like that just people don't really characterize the Waynes all that much, except for these like mythic beings that Batman mm. puts up on a pedestal that that he uh, that, that he worships to a degree right and they they were entrepreneurs and industrialists and they helped out G -G -G gotham and they built half of this city and this and that and yeah I, I i i like that you get to see her in these i guess more vulnerable moments right or just mm -hmm. moments where yeah like you said she is upset or she's angry or she is getting so involved it's become dangerous that's that's neat yeah that's neat. yeah yeah i think it helps us better understand not just like where batman comes from in his origin story of vengeance for the death of his parents but where his sort of attitude and personality may come from we just see a ferocity in her that mm -hmm. we have seen in batman himself before and it's nice to have an origin for that absolutely absolutely um let's see which which we talk about next i so i want to talk a little bit more uh about let's go with lincoln march so we we mentioned the whole brother mm. aspect but like him as a villain as the talon like I, they I, I think it's revealed in that mr furry's annual uh th that he mr freeze is the one that developed the f formula to reanimate yeah. uh these corpses 
that the Court of Owls then uses as their Talon assassins uh, mm. and all of that stuff. So as as a just like a physical threat, what did you think of the Talons and the Court of Owls and Lincoln March as a bad guy here? Uh, it, it It is very effective. I do like that the that like there isn't just one talon and there isn't and then not even like oh there's been a series of talons one will die and we'll get a new one it's like we could call on any number of talons at any time we've got one right. primary one and then we have like a hundred in cold storage that we could just wake up if things get bad kind of wild and the idea that they are so hardy like, like they can't be like if you hurt them, they just heal immediately. They're so strong, like they are truly d- superhuman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that Batman's, it is very difficult for Batman to be able to fight his way out of that. I do like when they are uh, attacking the Batcave itself, and he tells Alfred to drop the temperature because if it gets very, very cold, then their body like slows down, like they can't right. survive that. And Alfred's like. Well, then how are you going to survive it, sir? It's okay, Alfred. He has I have a, a cold suit. suit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but then the cold suit gets damaged and he practically also dies. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like he has to put himself in such terrible circumstances just to get, try to get a leg up on these people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they all just get summoned. There's more of them. Like the te- yeah. Court of Owls decides, okay, we're going to kill like every important person in Gotham City, which includes... Uh, senators you know comptrollers all these people uh the, the penguins on the list like i liked i did like that the there were some villains that were included in that who mm-hmm. had enough power in gotham city that they were also on the list and they are yeah. just and like the the penguin isn't in the story as a foe of batman he's in the story as just an important figure of gotham city right who the court of owls wants to take out and that they've been doing this for centuries and that they can put somebody like on ice for ages. Like one of these talons comes out and Batman's able to defeat him. And then he points, he brings Nightwing over and is like, look, this is your grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's kind of one of the uh, 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 other big revelations is that Dick Grayson um, was supposed to be the next talon like the next main assassin mm-hmm. for the court of owls but uh it just so happens that his parents died in the circus as i'm sure you guys all know and that's when bruce wayne stepped in and kind of swooped in and took him out from underneath the they're just like removed him from that thing without even knowing it right um yeah and saved him in in that respect which is kind of an interesting thing to think about right it's not just that these guys have spaces within gotham that batman didn't know about or that they you know have this kind of ruling class or this influential power but mm. they, they have history they have legacy they have uh yeah like like you said there was that room with all the pictures of all their past victims there was this idea that yeah uh the Graysons were somehow involved with this too. The cobble pots were somehow involved yeah. in in, in the, the, this. Yeah, like that sense of history and legacy 
is something that it, on on or, or just as a concept is something that DC Comics does very, very well, generally speaking of new characters that come in and take mm. up the mantle of something else yeah. right just in batman's uh story right we have multiple people who've become robin um and just in this story specifically this uh, this history of the chat of the talons and the court of owls like it becomes this really scary thing um, which is an interesting use of that co- that concept within the the DC universe, because that's something that's usually a good thing within the DC mm. universe or just like as a reader, we're like, hey, DC does a good job of this for the most part. Right. But then here's something that's like, oh, here's legacy used in a way that's like, this is not good for the characters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, I, I, this whole, the way it weaves itself in and out of what you already know as this is how Batman got started. This is how this character got his start. All that stuff is fascinating. Um, I, I, I like it a lot. Did, uh, I, I, I know we, uh, did not get to see or talk much about the giant penny when we did the the, the captain's log <laughs> but we got to see the giant penny here in this book mm-hmm. uh, a great great yeos of the giant penny in in this one alfred hides behind it and then topples it over on top of yeah. one of the t- t- talons to uh tr- trap him there so the, that was and the, and the t-rex comes to life yeah, it's mechanical. <laughs> Remote control T-Rex. <laughs> nice to see these tricks. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about is the hidden floors in all of these buildings throughout Gotham. I dug that a lot. The like 13th I really floor like that this is a, kind of a horror of space. That there aren't yeah. just secrets hidden within the city there are secret spaces physical spaces hidden throughout the city that there's and and batman finds so many buildings that have this like half floor kind of stuck in between two other floors that the talents have used as the secret headquarters and when he went in there i was surprised to see that it appears to be the height of a normal floor i was expecting this to be like like a crawl space being john malkovich yeah he's hunched over yeah so i didn't buy it being that successfully hidden if it was that tall but otherwise i liked that a lot i really liked this piece of batman origin story where after his parents die he's uh he's being a little detective a sad little detective and he mm-hmm. thinks there must be something behind this this couldn't have been a random killing maybe somebody wanted my parents dead and he thinks that there could be this real court of owls. He investigates it and he finds this building where he thinks they could have their secret headquarters. And he sneaks up there and he finds a secret room and he's narrating it. And he says, I found something far worse than I could have imagined. Dust. This is just a dusty, empty room. There's no great answer here waiting for me. I thought I had it, and no, 
nothing. There's no reason behind my yeah. parents' death. And then he gets trapped up there. And he's trapped up there for like a week, just starving in a little dusty room in an abandoned building. Good old little dusty boy. It hasn't happened to Batman before, as far as I know. I think that was another, a nice addition to his origin story, particularly Mm -hmm. to his, particularly to his origin story, less as a superhero and more as a detective. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. That that's a great like there's there's just so many like small details in this story that I yeah. feel like really really just speak volumes uh for, uh-huh. for what could be in Gotham or what mm-hmm. has been and just hasn't been discovered yet. So. I love the building with all the gargoyles that mm-hmm. Batman's like great grandfather built like this Wayne Tower downtown and he put these gargoyles up uh, to be protective. They're protective forces and they're pointing in all these different directions to represent like here are the major roads coming in and out of Gotham. Here are the major train lines coming in and out of Gotham. Like this is a protection to travelers or people who come and move to the city. And Batman's like, but there's one more that not many people know about. And it's the one pointing up for that was built later for when people started coming to Gotham by air. Yeah. Yeah. I like that he does have one amidst all these things he doesn't know, all these secrets he's finding out. He's like, I do know about the secret gargoyle. Yeah, the, the, this is fun. I, I, I like Batman stories like this a lot where, um, yeah, you, you do you, you get the, the history. You do get a good mystery. Uh, there's some detective work, but there is some just badass. He's fighting, right? It, like he has yeah. to fight for his life. And then there's the the, the night uh, that he has to make the call to all the bat family who's who's out there. Yeah, I did like that. Um, which if it and this can kind of go both ways, generally speaking, I'm not a fan of when comics do this stuff where it's like, oh, you can see you can follow Nightwing in the night of the owls in his book. Right. And so, like, if you want the full story, you then have to go pick up six other comics that you maybe weren't buying before. And each one is like three dollars. So then it's like, okay, I just spent like 20 something dollars more just to read this story. But it's these like one off stories that in the grand scheme of thing, maybe aren't important. But if you were reading those uh, other books, it probably interrupted whatever story you were reading. And so it's just like, I like, ah, I don't know, but uh, it, in, I, I think in this specific case, it is neat that like, that is a thing that they can do in comics of, just like look this threat is so big that we need the whole bat family involved uh for this one night like this is an emergency Mm -hmm. like drop everything you're doing and go protect these people go kill these assassins like go do all of that stuff uh and if you want to read the nightwing story if you want to read the batwoman story the batgirl story Mm -hmm. the robin story like they're they're out there and you can read that Another thing I wish wasn't in there of of like, oh, there was there's only like two more names here that you need to protect. Which one should I go to first? He's like, well, I'm going to go to Arkham first. 
And he says that because yeah. that's the more imp- important uh, one. But then it has the, the, the asterisk that's like, see Detective C- Comics number who knows what. And it's like, well, they just skipped that story then. So I guess it wasn't important. Like, what's yeah. what's happening here? I don't know. But uh, yeah, it, it like it's at least nice that it's still kind of contained within all the batman stuff it's not like no go read superman to find out what happens right they're not pulling in all these Mm -hmm. extra characters outside of that but uh yeah i i I just like i i i think you nailed it when you said this is a horror of space right this Mm -hmm. is a book where gotham I, 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 don't, I don't know if I would describe it as a character in this book. I, I, I know there's a lot of st- st- stories or, or times where people are like, oh, yeah, I like that book because Gotham's Teddy is like a character in the book, dude. Um, mm-hmm. This one, I, I feel like is not, but in a way that it, like. I think the assumption is that, you know, it. Right. And, you know, Gotham. So if it is a character, it's a familiar one. We don't necessarily need to write it as as one. But then as we've as we've discussed, the kind of trick of this story is that actually you don't know that character. We're not going to reveal everything except for the fact that you don't actually know everything. So. I like I I like that because it is a weird twist yeah. on that cliche too of like oh the thing's a character right um just yeah I, there, there's just so so much good things to say about this 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 book that I I I hope mm-hmm. people enjoy it as much as I did yeah and as somebody I I think it works on multiple levels where if you're a big Batman fan, it brings something new to you. And if you are a beginner, I think it's insulated enough that you you can pick it up you know, and, and not be confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, it's based off of the broad strokes Batman stuff that you probably yeah. already know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, good Good stuff. Good start to Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's run on Batman mm-hmm. in the new 52. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, well, I think that's about it. That's all I have to say on mm-hmm. Court of Owls, which means it is about time that we get into bingo. Review show. Bingo. bingo. Let me pull this up here. Uh, opening up the bingo file. And bringing us over to bingo on okay. screen. Here we go. Um, All right. Lots here. There is. This one had a lot, I think. I have literary illusion on mine. In, ah. in the maze, they mention the maze of Greek myth with the Minotaur and, and stuff like yeah. that. They make a re- yeah. reference to that one. Um. You can have that one. I'm going to mark that one off. Um, Okay, so I get Superhero with Dead Parents, the classic. I Ah, get Deadly Game, 
I get, uh, I think I get foe waiting in the shadows to talk. Batman does that to somebody. Deadly game. Um, I'll give you golden hour too, because there was absolutely some panels in there that had like that golden hour look. Sure. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Ranking mm-hmm. rules of time. Oh, you got Butler. 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 <laughs> the best of the butlers. Was there a power outage at any point? Oh, that's what I'm trying to think. Like in that final story with that uh, electrician girl. Um, with Harper, Harper, was there any? I mean, that like they they mention it. I don't know if there really was one. Okay, I don't remember. Okay, that's fine. And you said foe waiting in the shadows to talk, right? That mm, was in there. Yeah, because I think like okay. when that one. The rich lady goes up to her penthouse. Batman just like steps out like, it's me. You better mm. get used to living up here because you're going to be trapped here. Indeed. Um, Did we have a conspiracy board? Or am I, 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 am I thinking of the movie? No, I don't think there's a conspiracy okay. board in this one. Okay. Um, I've ingested a lot of Batman this week. Yeah. We had, a, we had a letter, but we didn't have a diary. Yeah, no right. diary. Um, let's see. Let's see. Reaction uh, crashing a fancy party almost. Um, they should they really I already have that no. one. Number as clue, Easter egg, or pattern? No. Mm. I do have the butler, though. So let me mic that one on mine. Foe waiting in the shadows to talk. I have that one too. Cool. Uh, character gets hit through a building. Did we have any of that? I don't think so. And I'm also marking down golden hour. You got hit out of a building, but not through a building. Yeah. How do you feel about villain with a pet? I I don't think so. I I have that one. I don't think there were any literal owls in the story. There was just so much owl iconography. There were literal owls, but they weren't like as pets, though. Right. Nobody's stroking it like Dr. Evil. Like how 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 do we define pet? Is Talon the pet of the Court of Owls? No, no. A pet's a pet. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I I think that is about it. I I also have begin human trials, but I I don't think that one would fit for yeah. this one mm-hmm. either. On mine. Oh well. Okay, let me go ahead and save that. That is our update for the bingo. Still no bingos yet, but we're we're filling in mm-hmm. more squares. So I think once yeah once they start happening, they'll happen very fast. It's like, oh, we got that one and this one and that one. (laughs) The bingo avalanche. It really is. The levy is about to break. There we go. That is our update for bingo. Um, So let's get into recommendations. Melissa, Mm -hmm. if people liked this, what else might they like? 
Definitely House of Leaves. This is a novel by Mark Z. Danielewski that we read last year. I'll look up what episode number it is. This is the only prose novel we have read on the review show. The only book we've read that wasn't a comic book. And yes, this was episode 172 from last September. Mm -hmm. This is a novel about a family that moves into a house. And then they learn that the house is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. And a door opens up that was not in the plants. That door was not there before. And it opens up until this massive dark hallway, like the walls, the floor, everything are just like featureless matte black. Like there's nothing there. There's just sort of like doors and stairs, but there's no furniture. There's no sense that anybody's lived there. It's like the house just grew this. Right. Yeah. This weird extra haunted space. And it's about the the father of the family who's a photojournalist trying to document it, hiring like mountaineer explorers to go in and try and track through this place, find out how big it is, how deep it goes. Is there anything at the end of it? And this, this is the finest horror of space. <laughs> Truly a, a chilling book. Very unique. Uh, written, uh, we mentioned that it's got parts of the book that you do have to turn around and read right. it like a maze. The text is arranged in a very unusual way. Yeah, it's you know, it, In parts where the, like, the dad is lost in the house and he's completely disoriented, text will be like crammed onto a page or it'll just be like one word on a page. A real feat. Definitely read House of Leaves. That's a, you have to buy the physical book for that. <laughs> Go to your local Barnes & Noble, pick it up. I don't think it works if you read it digitally. Uh, and then at the beginning of last year, uh, episode 139, we read Gotham by Gaslight. And we also watched yeah, the uh, animated movie adaptation. This is a Victorian uh, Elseworlds Batman story where Batman has to solve who Jack the Ripper is. So if you want another very detective-focused Batman story uh, where Gotham itself plays a large part, read and or watch Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah, I, I was going to recommend that one, too. And uh, yeah, it's not it d- d- doesn't necessarily dive so much into the history of Gotham, but I think because mm-hmm. it's, it's a like Victorian era yeah. else world's Batman story, it feels kind of like it does. Um, mm. even though it does not, but it right, it it's just like it it has that older feel to it. So, would de- 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 definitely recommend Gotham by Gaslight as well. Um, yeah, we did that one back on one thirty nine. Yes, so one thirty nine. Uh, was that it for your recommendations? Yeah, that's what I've got. Okay. Uh, Tell me well, if you've got any good maze stories. Oh, good maze Love stories. Love a maze. Uh, I, I heard the Maze Runner series is actually better than people think it is, but I've never seen We've got them, to, so. We had to watch those one of these days, because it has come up several times in the show that we'll see a youngish actor, and we'll be like, what? This person's great. Uh, where where are they from? Runner. And they've been in a Maze Runner. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I don't have any kind of like maze stories off the top of my head here. Um, But another Batman story that I think you guys would like um, 
so there is these kind of Elseworlds Batman stories called uh, Batman White Knight. Um, this is written yeah. by Sean Murphy, um, written and drawn by Sean Murphy. Um, the first one is like a d- d- eight issue, I think, mini series. Um, they have since kind of spun that out and have created their own little Batman universe here. Uh, the sequel is entitled uh, Batman Curse of the White Knight. And if you do want mm. to uh, go more into like the history of Gotham and stuff like that, that is a story that absolutely does that just keep in mind that it's an alternative history and it's not the like main continuity uh and stuff like that but uh they've done spinoffs there's now um i believe they're they're, they've been working on like a harley quinn spinoff in the same universe i think a mr freeze spinoff in the same Mm. universe uh and then they're working on uh the third installment of the like main series there which is uh batman beyond the white knight um so they're they're bringing in uh batman beyond and Terry McGinnis in, into that continuity, uh, which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, I mm. highly re- recommend that the art in, in those books are fantastic. I love the stories. Uh, that first one, Batman white Knight. the kind of hook is, uh, you know, Batman catches the Joker and starts beating him up and maybe is a, is a little rough, uh, with the Joker as we might expect him to be. However, a bunch of people are filming it with their cell phones um, and it goes viral and it looks real bad. And public opinion is just like, ooh, this Batman guy, maybe not so good. Um, And the Joker, once he comes out of his coma that Batman put him in, uh, decides to uh, get into politics because he claims he's cured. Uh, and he he wants to help Gotham's city and he becomes Gotham's white knight. Uh, so mm-hmm. it, it is a good book. I highly re- re- recommend that. So there you go. And I, I, I guess, like I said, at, at the start, continue reading Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's work here on mm-hmm. this stuff because it's very good and you'll get uh the zero year story that is an inspiration for the new Batman. So good stuff. It's fun. Nice. There we go. Melissa. Okay. It is your turn to do the pitches for this week. Yes. We've got the Oscars coming up in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I've been big into the Oscars this year, primarily because one of the first things we watched at the beginning of this year was the movie, the power of the dog. Yeah. which then went on to get a ton of nominations. Best picture, best director, all four actors Absolutely. <laughs> nominations. That was a great one. So that just made, yeah. And that made me getting into the Oscars very efficient. Like I already had a dog in the race. <laughs> and I was- a powerful one. We've covered some, yeah, we, we've covered some other best picture winners in the past. Covered movies that have won best picture. Best foreign picture, best animated picture, best director, best lead actor. We have not covered any movies that have won best lead actress. So I've got three best leading actress movies for you today. 
Cool. Pitch number one. This is a movie that I know has been on your to-watch list, but you didn't check in with me to say whether you actually went on to watch it or not. So this could be your opportunity. Pitch number one from 2010, bringing home Natalie Portman's Best Actress Oscar, Black Swan. I have not seen this yet. Yeah. (laughs) Which is funny because we have watched the the genesis material for the story like some of the things that it yeah. is inspired by we've watched perfect blue and both versions of suspiria <laughs> exactly yeah both of which are movies about um a a, a young starlet a, a young performer who is wrapped up in a questionable reality and is paranoid that people may be after her And the plot line of Black Swan just says a committed dancer struggles to maintain her sanity after winning the lead role in a production of Swan Lake. I've never seen this movie. All three of these movies are movies I have not seen. Oh, perfect. Uh, But I know this is uh, a real strong psychological thriller. I've always been curious about it. Good stuff. Pitch number two from 2012 giving the Best Actress Oscar to Jennifer Lawrence, we have Silver Linings Playbook. This is a movie that I realized recently, I have no concept of what it is. I keep confusing it with other films. I know exactly what the poster looks like, but I I don't know what it is. I don't know what happens in it. All right. Because it has the word playbook, I'm assuming it's a football movie, right? Right. Am I right? I, <laughs> no, no, I don't think it is. See, I kept thinking I would get this confused with Moneyball. I don't know what Silver uh, Linings Playbook is or means. Uh, but I confessed this to friend of the show, Jack, recently. And she's like, oh, I love Silver Linings Playbook. That movie is actually very good. So we got her recommendation. Okay. Uh, after a stint in a mental institution, former teacher Pat Solitano moves back in with his parents and tries to reconcile with his ex-wife. Things get more challenging when Pat meets Tiffany, a mysterious girl with problems of her own. I, uh, yeah, reading huh. that synopsis does not give me valuable new information. I still have no concept of what this film is. Interesting. Okay, because it, it did mention after that stint in like a psych ward mm. or whatever. So it might also be a, another... Uh, psychological i don't think it is is that what no i think it's just like a mild dramedy okay interesting there you go yeah uh and pitch number three uh i thought we gotta have something in here to honor the woman who has won three best leading actress oscars francis mcdormand taking home last year's a winner uh for the film nomadland a film which also took Best Picture and Best Director for Chloe Zhao, who we just saw directing The Eternals. So Nomadland, this is the story of a woman in her 60s, after losing everything in the Great Recession, embarks on a journey through the American West, living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad. I've heard this movie is very pretty. Uh, Of course, it took home all those Oscars. It seems sad to me. But I, I don't know, actually. And well, it always makes a sad movie go down easier if I know I'm watching it for podcast homework and I get to talk to somebody and work sure. through these feelings. Right. Yeah. Right. Interesting. So three pitches for best leading actress, Black Swan, Silver Linings Playbook, 
or Nomadland? Hmm. I'm surprised you didn't just immediately declare it must be Black Swan because just uh, yeah, weeks ago well, you were like, this is when I watch it. I am ready to see the Black Swan. I so I I was ready to just immediately go like M Melissa thank you for pitch number 2 and th 3 whatever they are I clocked out we're g g going with this right but nomad land is a good contender I feel like because I'm not super familiar with Chloe Zhao's work uh, uh, other than mm. the Eternals and that was such a different movie than the other mcu films like it just does not fit with the rest of them which i think is a good thing um yeah but i i yeah like that it it made me interested and i know there was a lot like when her name started to be attached to the eternals film they were all all just like oh yeah she, she, she just did the like nomad land that one's fantastic like, you guys should watch that so Putting putting a wrench in my my uh, plan to just right. uh, immediately pick Black Swan, but I think yeah, at the end of the day, Black Swan is what we need to go. Right. With. So I feel like it's important that we cover this on the review show. Having like when we watched Perfect Blue a couple years ago, when he, one of your favorite films, you're like, I've yep. heard this was one of the inspirations for Black Swan. I'll have to get around to watching this. And then last year for Halloween, when I pitched you three horror movies and their remakes, and one of them was Suspiria, you're like, this is also something that I know in conjunction with Perfect right. Blue inspired Black Swan. So I should watch this also. I feel like for the narrative follow through of review show lore, we ought to watch <laughs> Black Swan. <laughs> Indeed. I think that sounds good to me. Uh, so, yeah, Black Swan is what we will watch mm. this next week. Natalie portman uh in that one so i'm a excited. review show alum we've seen her previously in annihilation yeah there we go good stuff i'm excited uh because like you said this has been on my list for a while have not seen it yet it's going to be exciting to talk about and see yeah how, how what what inspirations did it take from perfect blue and yeah. suspiria um so yeah good stuff good stuff with that uh Keep in mind, uh, I am going to be moving at the end of the month. Yes. Um, so our, our schedule for podcasts here at the end of March 2022 uh, is maybe going to be a little different. I don't know exactly how that will play out, whether we still get podcasts up and they are audio only or maybe they're not and we might not have an episode out. I don't yeah. know what the pl plan is yet, uh, but just be aware of that. Yeah, I think that is about it for all of that. So, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkieWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. Listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, a show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Our most recent episode is on dragon booster where you ride a dragon like a race car like a booster a dragon booster <laughs> yeah you you boost the dragon you bond with the dragon and the dragon goes faster because you're friends there you go the power I of think. friendships right 
There you go. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you guys want, want to stay up to date with all the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. You guys could spread the word. We'd be very, very thankful. Uh, and yeah, that is about it for number 196 of The Whatnots Review Show. Uh, I, I know since our schedule might be messed up at the end of the month, we also do have our 200th episode coming up at the start yes. of April. Um, it will be around that time. Uh, we do have a plan. We will be revealing that to you all very soon. Uh, so, yeah, good, good things to look forward to. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. uh, but we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.